Good evening and welcome to episode 15 of In at the Side. I'm Dom Harbin. I'm joined by Scenario Neil and Craig Stewart. And tonight we're uh, standing room only. We've got the two boys that do this. Oh, there's no better place for the bit. No better bloke at doing them really than Kirtley. Oh, close. Another inch. They're there. Northampton are claiming the try. You couldn't ask for more drama. And Alex Waller off the bench in the final. It is a fitting finish. Of course, we've got the Northampton front row, Alex Waller and Francois Van Vyck. How are you tonight, boys? Good, yeah. thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, what's keeping you busy during the lockdown period then? I suppose you uh, get asked that all the time, but we'll start with an easy one. Yeah. For... Okay, I'll go first. Yeah, I've um, been doing a lot of woodwork, mate, and jobs around the house. I've got a little in, so uh, he's keeping <coughs> me busy as well. But um, yeah, I've got a pretty tidy workshop set up myself and Tom Wood. Do a few bits uh, together, obviously. Not together at the moment, but we work in tandem via uh, WhatsApp. But um, but yeah, that's that's keeping me pretty busy. I'm actually busier than I am when I'm working. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to work to have a rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when you say woodwork, is that is that sort of like joinery? Is that making cabinets and things, or is that doing wood bit around the house? Um, a bit of everything, really. We sort of specialise in uh, live edge furniture, so we make um, large slab tables. We mill all the wood ourselves from from. Actually, fallen timbers around Northampton are quite lucky. We've got some good relationships with farmers. Uh, and then when trees come down, we just go and mill it up into slabs. It's quite labour intensive and I won't bore you too much with it, but, you know, a slab will take two or three years to dry before you can work with it, so... Um, you won't bore me. I'm an, I'm an ex-chippy, but I could talk about it all day, but no, that's... that's brilliant. We'll carry on afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Francois, what's, uh, what's been uh, in your time? I see you've been uh, smashing out on the what bike. Yeah, um, so I'm just keeping myself busy um, with, um, I'm making my own biltong at the moment, see how that's going. Um, quite good support from the local people and Northam Northampton Saints supporters, so <clears throat> that's been going well. Um, and then just keep myself busy around the house, um, doing some sand um, sanding and some painting at the moment. And have, um, have Saints set you two targets? I mean, I know we were speaking to... Uh, to yourself, Francois, just before we started recording. Um, but have, have they sort of set targets that you've got to hit and they check you up on you and that sort of thing and went whilst you're off? Yeah, it's quite an open um, conversation. We get our schedule in the beginning of the week and then at the end of the week, we have a catch-up and they just ask how things going. And like me at the moment, I'm losing a bit of weight, so they gave me a bit of more weights and stuff to So, yeah, um, it's been, been brilliant. Perfect. What about yourself, Alex? Is that the same sort of thing? Uh, slightly different for me. Me and France are in a different boats. I um, ruptured my Achilles two weeks before this this whole mess started. Um, so quite luckily, I got in and had surgery before everything was on lockdown. But uh, so I'm <clears throat> five weeks, six weeks post surgery now. So starting to walk uh, without the boot and the crutches. Um, quite fortunate, I managed to get a gym set up in in the. Uh, in the office um, so I can do my weights and, and start starting to do some what bike now just sort of creeping in because uh, the dad bod's coming a little bit with uh, not being able to uh, not being able to do much cardio so uh, 
We've been doing that and smashing uh, Fran has built on, which is um, definitely worth checking out. It's uh, I've had three packets. Do I hear free sample somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring some. I will bring some. Excellent, excellent. Now, um, Alex, I just wanted to touch on the start. Obviously, you you came through the Saints Academy. Um, you've always been with Saints. Um, you in 2017-18 season, you hit the 150 consecutive appearance, which I still believe hasn't been beaten. Is that right? Uh, hasn't no. I'll be surprised if it doesn't. Without blow- I'm not. It's not blowing my own trumpet, but <laughs> just the games changing so much. Like when I was younger, yeah, uh, you could do I- so many games. But nowadays, the game's so physical. I don't think that'll be um, it. Well, fair play. If anyone does, I'll be the first person to pat him on the back and say well done. Because well, it's, it's it's more than that now, isn't it? It's well, 200 games in total. Milestone passed. That was that was a while ago now. So- yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I'm thinking I'm about 28 off 300 now. So. Wow. I'm coming, I'm creeping up. Insane. Perfect. You got any uh, got any tips that keep you going? <laughs> no, mate. Oh, man, <laughs> at the moment, it seems to have, like, the last two years, I mean, my 150th game, I, my arm broke, so I snapped that in half on the, on the consecutive, 150th consecutive, and then, and since then, now, last season was all right. This season, I managed to rupture my Achilles, so... I'm catching up on all these injuries, mate. Uh, I just yeah. just seem to be coming there, uh, coming. Do you, do you see yourself ever going anywhere else, or is that it? Are you you <clears> Saints, <throat> you know, till you, till you retire, or have you you thought about spreading your wings elsewhere? Uh, mate, I've, you you always. Um, I'm always grown up watching Northampton, and uh, I'm a local lad from. I'm only from Wellingborough down the road, so um, as long as they'll have me. <laughs> I'll stay here, mate. So, um, you know, I think I think it's rare these days and you don't get many um, one-man, uh, one-man, one-club men uh, yeah. who go through the professional game. That's just the way it is nowadays. And, and that's fine. But uh, if I could, then then I would for sure. Perfect. And, and Francois, um, obviously you played a lot of rugby in South Africa uh, from 2014-2017. Um, obviously moved over to Northampton then. Um, how does English rugby compare to playing super rugby? Uh, in, in SA. Yeah, uh, so I actually played Australia for four years. Um, super rugby. Uh, good, bit, good bit of research from you there, Neil. Sorry, Dom. <laughs> um, but I've, to be honest, I struggled quite in those four years with injuries and stuff. So never could get a lot of things behind my um, back and stuff. Struggled quite a bit. The mental side struggled as well. Just before I came here, mm. I was thinking <clears throat> of hanging up the boots and uh, just... Uh, move on um, because it was quite a tough time in Perth for me and then came here and yeah and then it started playing games and stuff um, um, and I think the club's been great for me and yeah I just feel like I'm getting where I am now um, so yeah enjoying enjoying my rugby. Great. So, so you mentioned obviously the uh, the mental setbacks and obviously in the UK you've got like, the RPA you know do they have that sort of support network over over in the Super Super Rugby League? Yeah, so it's 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 quite with me when um, I had my thing. I I didn't want to talk to someone in the beginning and stuff. And my wife at that time was my girlfriend. Uh, she could get up, and we had quite a good relationship with the assistant coaches. They were South Africa, and they brought us over to the Western Force at that time. And she messaged one of them and said, France was in a bit of trouble. And then um, he just called me in and gave me a bit of, his wife went through a tough time and um, he said, maybe just go listen to someone. And 
the first person I went and saw, um, I didn't click with the person quite well. So sack that off and then tried it the person and it clicked. And um, yeah, and it helped me quite a bit, to be honest. Um, used, and then I used someone back in South Africa now and then um, just on performance base. In, in terms of the mental health side, obviously we support mental health awareness uh, with Dodger Sevens. Um, would you say that, um, I mean, there's, it's, there's a lot more support nowadays than there used to be, or is it a case of just people are waking up to it a bit more now? Um, I think there's more support and I think people are more open about it. And I, I don't think they are too scared to talk. Um, I think when I went to Australia and I wanted to, I didn't want to talk to people because I thought it will show a weakness. Um, so yeah, um, but I opened up, I felt much better um, just speaking to someone outside of, outside of rugby and learning me as a person. And stuff. Do you think it was easier speaking to a stranger than sort of, say a member of your family? Yeah, so uh, my wife, like it was quite difficult. I would get annoyed with her like in terms of, she will give me exactly the same stuff they give me. I think if you hear from someone close, you not, normally don't take it in yeah. as well. Um, when you hear from someone who doesn't know you as well and I just felt the message came across better um, and I could open up more and get my feelings out and my frustrations. Yeah, so normally, like, I know she meant well and tried to help, help me, but I got just more annoyed in a way. Um, but, yes, of course, I think someone comfortable with um, can, do, can, can do good to you. That's good. So, uh, Alex, have you seen, obviously, you've been at the club... Um, obviously your whole career and you've seen the game change a lot. Obviously now mental health is sort of coming more into the open world. Do you, you know, have you seen teammates that have come forward? Obviously we're not going to get you to name names, but you know, that feel that they can now come and talk to people and, you know, and talk about, you know, how they're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, um, and it's not something that, that like Frana says, to go and someone that you know, <clears> like uh, Eden, myself or, or any of the, the boys in the squad, it, it's an option, but I don't think many of the boys um, favour that option. We've got two people really around the club that, that Boydie's quite keen on. So we've got um, Jez Stafford, who's the, who's the club chaplain. Um, he's around once or twice a week, and you find the yeah. island really navigate towards him for um, advice and, and chatting. And we've also got uh, a sports psychiatrist in, actually, for the first time uh, in my career. We've had one that comes in every week uh, called Mike. The dog walker, um, he brings his dog in. You can go for a dog walk with him and, uh, and have a chat. So he's quite useful. And I think most of the lads have actually seen him, even just to even just to introduce themselves and have a little touch base and have a chat because I think it's important to build that little bit of a relationship before you start opening up to people. So um, he's massive, mate, and he's, he's been in contact, I'm sure, with, with most of the boys. He has been with me in this time off, um, which I think is massive, especially for boys that are, are living on their own at the moment. Um, Without partners or uh, or, or children, so um, here, here, there. <laughs> yeah, to check, check in as well. But um, yeah, I think I think the boys definitely uh, are, are more open and understanding towards that aspect of the game now than the old uh, the old guard that would have just been uh, just man up and get on with it. That's oh, the sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So Alex, on that point, um, a, a local, a local lad, a, a man who's, who's come through, who's come through Northampton and all the way through it. Um, have you have you seen a massive change, like in Northampton, in, in how they deal with it and how they cope with it, sort of late, lately, or is or is it say the same? Well, it's been it's been a massive change, and that's no disrespect to uh, previous management or coaches by any stretch. It's just the way the game's gone and developed, and and people's um, understanding of stuff and how important it is, like. Um, you know, you spend so much time in the gym and uh, doing training and watching film. Um, and they say the game's 50% physical, 50% mental, but you're, only, you're doing 90% physical training and, and very little, if any, mental training. So that's um, yeah. the aspect that's been approached this last couple of seasons um, with the coaching staff. And we've got a young coaching staff as well, which I think helps. Um, so that, that they were they were dead keen to bring uh, Mike in and and uh, Jez as well, just to help the boys out and be there. It doesn't even have to be rugby related, you know. As soon why not as well. Um, as soon as stuff starts going wrong off the pitch, it soon shows in your uh, in your performances. Yeah, no, I mean it is it is really important, and I think a lot of <clears throat> not just in rugby but sport in general and, and in life in general, uh, mental health awareness is being pushed to the forefront. And you know, you the things of the unfortunate case of Caroline Flack, you know, bringing it home and that sort of thing. And and it's unfortunate that tragedies like that have to happen for people to start waking up about these sort of things. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but um, it's good to see that people are taking the steps and, and there is support for, for people there going forward. Um, just related to that, um, obviously we've got a lot of, um, you know, with Dodger Sevens and, and anyone else that, that may watch this podcast or listen to it, uh, there are people out there that are, either know people that are struggling themselves or are struggling. Um, do either of you any, have any tips uh, for keeping yourself upbeat? Maybe, you know, any training tips? Now the gyms are closed, what that, you know, that people can do whilst they're at home? Um, it's a real personal, personal thing, isn't it? Um, for me, uh, I like routine, so uh, bring a schedule in. Mm. Um, I'd just be quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like routine, so I'll, I'll try and keep to something and I'll have a schedule in my day, whether it's even, you know, nine till 11, I'll be in the workshop, then I'll have lunch and then play with a little and then do some exercise that way. Obviously, I'm limited with what I can do at the moment. So, um, but, you know, getting outside, when, when I was in a cast and I couldn't do anything um, and we were on lockdown, I mean, it's probably a bit naughty, but I just used to go out for a drive for half an hour just to see something different other than the four walls that I was in. Yeah. So I'd just drive out to the village, uh, out the village, drive 20 minutes one way, drive 20 minutes back just to see some different scenes, <clears throat> uh, just to keep the mind mind fresh a little bit. But um, Fair enough. And what yeah. about yourself, Francois? Any tips for anyone else? Anything you've been doing that could help other people? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm the same as Sue. I reckon like we get a schedule, so it's easy to stick with that. Um, so I plan my days. I've got three or four running sessions a week that in the morning and then break it up, do stuff around the house and during <clears throat> the day and then um, afternoon, that's when I will do my German stuff. So um, yeah, so I don't have any tips like <laughs> to do exactly, but... If, if you're a big boy, just go on and do some cardio, I reckon. <laughs> I think that's aimed at me more than anything else. I need to do a lot of cardio. I'll put so much weight on. Noted. Uh, going back towards the, the premiership, diverting slightly, um, I'd like to ask you both separately, uh, what is the, the, the ground you least like going to? 
for Saints, when you're playing against a team, which ground do you think, oh, for fuck's sake, we're playing them again? Uh, for me, it's very season-dependent where, where we are in the season. <clears throat> but if it's the middle of winter, Bath is an absolute bog. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you've got one in the pitch there that you're more or less underwater. So, yeah, um, that drains the legs out a little bit. But in the summer, it's lovely because obviously Bath's a great city and it's it's very picturesque sat in that old town. But middle of winter when it's absolutely hammering it down, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. And what about with the fans? I mean, I'm a, I'm a Gloucester fan. I like to think that the shed gives uh, players a stick every week and that sort of thing. Is is there are certain stadiums, Francois, uh, perhaps that you think you go to and you get a lot more stick than anywhere else? Yeah, uh, Gloucester's up there, I think. <laughs> I just say they're quite loud and noisy. Um, they get into your head, uh, your, your back is against the wall, so it's get quite tough. But like I'll say Bath as well. Mm. And then I don't like the artificial grounds. Um, I think you, the way you're getting older is um, <laughs> more on your joints <laughs> and stuff. So. <laughs> and Worcester and Newcastle maybe it's not my favourite places to go uh, and play fair enough fair enough so, yeah um, just sticking on the uh, on the premiership obviously you're just sat in fourth at the moment you know you've had a good season you're only 10 points off I think Exeter in first you know obviously premiership rugby have made it clear that they wish to finish the season do you think it's important to get the season finished or would you be quite quite happy you know call it quits obviously you know Control of how they, uh, you know, would you say the table's a fair reflection of everyone's season? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's more of a bigger picture thing. Obviously, we're sat in fourth, uh, and that qualifies us for Europe. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd be in semi-final rugby if it was to come to just playing the playoffs now, which is great. But as, as a league as a whole, I think financially, uh, it makes sense for the, for, for the lads to start playing again when it's safe to do so. And, and obviously, uh, that all has to be taken into account and putting stress on medical resources and stuff. So um, it's been the bane of my life. This the last three weeks have been uh, obviously being, I'm the RPA rep for the club and obviously captain as well. So uh, I've been sat on phone calls uh, and doing Zoom meetings like this um, for for hours and hours on end with the various people from CEOs to uh, the boards of, of RPA. So um, it's I think. As a league, we need to at least get something in before the end of the season, um, or maybe start to let the season run through the summer. Um, yeah. A little bit, uh, is, I think, it's an option. So, um, I think it's important as a whole, as a league, regardless of, of us. But um, obviously, we're quite happy setting fourth at the moment. And yeah. uh, you know, if it went just to straight to semi-finals, obviously, lads wouldn't be complaining because opportunity to lift still worse. Always, always a good thing. <laughs> Yeah. I noticed that Saints have obviously signed uh, Tom James from Doncaster, uh, scrum half. Have you uh, have you seen him play before? Do you think he'll fit in well? What what's the situation there? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I haven't seen him play before. Um, Will Chudley actually the bar at uh, the nine at Bath. Is it Bath? Yeah, I went to school with yeah. him. He knows him. Um, so he, he's. I think Tom's going to give me a ring uh, tomorrow just to find out a little bit about the club and. Uh, Whereabouts to live in Northampton, or where not to live in yeah. Northampton? Um, so uh, I'll get to have a quick chat with him tomorrow, uh, tomorrow maybe. But I haven't, I haven't um, seen much of him. I don't really watch too much rugby outside of uh, playing. Obviously, <laughs> see, so. there's another one, Dom. Right? See, you're always on at me for not watching rugby. But you know, I mean, you barely play either. 
um, so I've got a couple of um, questions. Obviously, you know, being rugby forwards, the, the banter's always up there, flying around. Who would you both, both say has the absolute worst banter at Northampton? <laughs> Throw someone under the bus, come on. <laughs> it is under, well, worst banter. What if I just don't even get involved in the battle? I'm renowned for my dad jokes, and every, like Dom just constantly has his head in his hands because I just like Tim Vine jokes, and like one liners. Yeah, well. I love a dad joke. I love anyone that tries, mate. That's the thing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> gets involved mainly because my chat's stinking as well. But uh, <laughs> uh, Jamie Gibson just does not get involved. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Any any sort of crack. He's uh, very much nine to five in, out, takes his boat shoes, gets out the door, goes home. No. Um, <laughs> he shows up on a Saturday, so that's really all he, all that matters. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a that's a massive positive, isn't it? You you don't yeah. do that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is not his forte in any strength. <laughs> Big chat. Unless it's about barbecues, and I'll chew your ear off. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about that before with Francois. I said, I've got a South African mate, and I'm saying that he can't wait for the, the summer to get around, get all the broad wars on the go, and get, you know, and we were saying, is it, is it a, a par for the course that every South African invites you around for a barbecue at three o'clock and doesn't put the pot coals on till five? Um, and, you know, we've said you're often eating your burgers in the dark, but um, no, it's. Uh, you've, got to, you know, you've got to drink the brandy and the beer first, don't you, before you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a way of life barbecue, or, or Brian, for, for the South Africans, obviously. But uh, um, another question I've got then for, for both of you, I'll ask, ask you separately. What has been to date your best rugby experience? So, Francois first. My best, yeah. Um, really I would say when I made my super rugby debut. Um, so I went in South Africa, I had a bad um, back injury and they wanted to fuse my back. Um, and they said, like, if you're going to fuse your back, you won't be able to play prop. And like, I, I, I've always been on the back foot, I reckon, because I played four and then moved to one after school. Mm. Um, and no one actually gave me the sh uh, opportunity to play um, professional rugby and I think with my transition to Australia on my own um, the first year was quite difficult didn't actually get seen um, and then I got opportunity um, and then yeah I also made my debut my first super rugby debut just like showed me I'm capable of doing it and like I've, I've done it every day and like just gave me that confidence of this is really what I want to do. Yeah, perfect. And what about yourself, Alex? Um, I've been very fortunate. I've had a, a, a fair few that come to mind. I think one for me that really sticks out is I'd always, like going through the age groups, I was overlooked for every sort of England setup. Um, and I was very late to prop as well, similar to France where I left school and then changed to prop from uh, back row. Mm -hmm. and um, And then I... Graham Roundtree called me up into the Saxon squad and then I was in the EPS for a bit, but um, for, for Six Nations, but playing, uh, pulling on an England shirt for the first time. It was just a Saxon shirt, but... Um, There's no was, such thing as just a Saxon shirt. Maybe. Well, you know what I mean? It wasn't a fully capped game, but it was um, it was the first time I'd ever worn an England shirt and I was, uh, yeah, that was a proud moment. So uh, that was one for, one, one for the memory books. Excellent. Um, 
Well, unless you guys got another question, I've got a bit of a scenario for you, boys. Uh, Here, we Here we go. Um, right, basically, the scenario is. Um, Barry one. There you go. <laughs> you got a Mary. <laughs> yeah. well, funnily enough, funnily enough, that was coming up there. Um, <clears throat> that was one of the scenarios. But this one is you're in lockdown, quite you know, predictable, obviously. Um, now, you're in lockdown for two weeks in one house in a studio flat, right? You're not allowed to leave the flat at any point. People are bringing you food and drinks. Who, out of anyone you've ever played rugby with, would be the absolute worst person to be in that lockdown with for two weeks? Who would make it a living hell? The same person. <laughs> if you want to go for the same person, you can, but I want a reason. I'll focus you, please. Um, I'll go with Gibbo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing you were going to choose him as well, Alex, were you? I was, yeah. I'm trying to think of something different now. Um, <laughs> We might have to get uh, get Gibson on to uh, defend himself. Yeah, <laughs> defend his honour. Yeah, just tell him it's a barbecue work podcast. He'll be straight on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, like he means. Like, <laughs> we slate him. He means well, but he's just like he just his chat is just heinous, and uh, it is all about what he wants to talk about. So regardless of what you're talking about, somehow. He will end his conversation in and then just completely annihilate you with detail um, <laughs> about it. So, um, you know, the lads, call him, I said this in the article the other day, so I'll say it now. The lads call him the Dementor, like Harry Potter. So he sucks all the energy out of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to touch on something. I mean, you're probably bored of talking about this. People have asked you about this since the incident, I imagine, look countless times. But the Marler incident in the Six Nations. Now, is that just props being props? Is that something that you guys have been guilty of in the past? Or do you think he stepped beyond the line there, what he did? After you, Francois. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Francois? Um, I don't know. Some people, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not something that we can see you doing next season then? No, no I'm most probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, look, you've got to look at it from a, from a, a lot. obviously, if you isolate that incident, took everything out of context, then yeah, it's, it's, it's not ideal by any stretch. But you've got to look at, there's probably a relationship there from the Lions tour, uh, yeah. you know, they're going to be friends and, you know, I've seen a lot worse done on a pitch and that doesn't excuse it by any stretch, but taken out of context, yeah, it's a, it's a bad thing, but you know, they've probably got a friendship and a relationship off the pitch. And, uh, you know, I know when I play my brother, I always want to hit him the hardest and I'll cheap shot him every now and again. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it, it was a spot, I imagine the spur of the moment thing that probably, uh, regrets a little bit. But, you know, he's probably just a friend and he was just giving him a little a gentle tap. But uh, by that, <laughs> no, I mean, does that excuse him? Uh, but out of context, it looks worse than it is, I think. Yeah, no, fair enough. And if so, you... uh, talk it... Oh, go on, go on now. Go on, go on. Now you go. Now you go. I was just going to ask, um, obviously, um, with social media and everyone with the, the amount of time we've got on our hands at the moment, um, you've probably seen some of these skills videos that, you know, the, the All Blacks are doing and some other, you know... And, have you ever thought of doing something like that for yourself, from yourselves, or doing doing sort of videos, keep yourself active, or anything? Any tips? No, I keep it basic. Just do some scrum setups and stuff. <laughs> 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 the backs. 
Yeah, it's not really our game from one one to eight. Uh, no, fair <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure a scrum set up video will go viral the same way. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> could think of a few I'd love to watch that. Depends on your audience, right? I'd definitely watch it. But, you know, <laughs> just me, right? <laughs> <laughs> at least, uh. <laughs> Perfect. So just talking, obviously, we chatted rugby and Neil scenarios. Um, obviously, both keep busy off-field. Alex, you got a pizza um, business slice, slice baby, is it? Yep. So what sort of, what sort of, uh, what sort of prompted that, that start-up? Because obviously, you went up with your brother. Uh, yeah, it's me and my brother. So um, we, we, <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw it real back now. So we... Um, <laughs> Me and my brother and my dad used to be in a band with a couple of other people. Like it's proper family band, is yeah. So anyway, long story short, um, we're at a gig doing a wedding, and uh, there was a bloke doing it, and we were like, "This is, this can't be that difficult." And the pieces were really good, <coughs> and he just smashed them out in like a minute. And I was like, "Well, this can't be that difficult, surely." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Can't be that hard, surely." But it turns out it's pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then me and my brother thought we, you know, we wanted to do something outside of rugby, and uh, we're both fat, so we enjoyed pizza. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we started doing that, and uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's one of the things. I've got a few other things, but I think it's really important, and that obviously ties back into keeping yourself busy now, especially uh, to have a few interests outside of rugby um, and prepare for the end because it, it is definitely uh, it definitely comes around quick. All my mates are starting to retire, and it's just sort of me. Me and Woody sort of just looking at in courts sort of <laughs> from the from the uh, been there for the whole time I've been there. So, um, but it's uh, but yeah. So the 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 pizza van just it's something that keeps us busy. We're, we're probably looking to expand it at some point, but um, it's mainly in Worcester. So Beef runs it, and um, I'm more of a silent partner at the moment. But I do gigs when I can and help him out. And uh, it's hot by that. Oven, I tell you, it's like 500 degrees. The oven, you come out and you like you got a tan on one side of your body where it's just been next. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then obviously, Francois, you got uh, your built on FDW built on. How did that, you know, how did that come about? Obviously, you know, we discussed it before, but obviously, I see all the Instagrams you making in your house, it looks looks amazing. Yeah, so, um, I'm just starting to test it out, see if people like it, and and then I will go bigger. I'm going to ask Alex Weller to make me another built-on box. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, like, um, someone just came around and said, why don't you, because I make always for myself, and someone said it tastes pretty good, why don't you just give it a shot? Um, so I think with the support of built-on. Sorry? Sorry to interrupt there. I was going to say, what is the process <laughs> making built-on, then? What, what, what have you got to do to it? Is it just completely drying it out? Yeah, so Basically, um, what you do, I do it a bit differently, I think. Um, so I put put it in vinegar and Worcestershire sauce, or however you say it, and then overnight. Um, and then the next day, I will um, put my spices on it. Um, and then I will hang it. It depends how big the pieces are and how big the cutter is, but normally between three, two and a half to three, four days of hanging. Amazing. Can't wait to taste it. And then you cut it up and eat it. <laughs> Neil's just come on here for free, free samples. <laughs> All right, that, that box is coming, mate. I just can't get to any DIY shops at the moment. <laughs> I think that's that perfect, guys. Thank you very much for coming on. No uh, it's been a pleasure.
And hopefully we can get you back on when uh, when the season either gets going again or, or starts again next year and have a bit of an update. That's right. Yeah, all good. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll try not to pest you on the Wellingham Road again, Alex. No uh, worries, mate. What I want to know, Alex, was his shirt off drunk? Because this is a phrase we've got. He wasn't. His shirt was on at this point. Oh, right. Shirt well, was on. Shirt off drunk, everyone just runs for cover. And shirt off drunk, Dom, is not a good <laughs> He was riding one of our rugby players around the rugby pitch last time he was in that situation. <laughs> Where were you yeah, thanks for that. that. That's definitely getting cut out. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, mate. <laughs> anyway, thanks very much, guys. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, catch you again soon. Nice Cheers, guys. Thank you for having us. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.